episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep the show going. Like a strong cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Move over, Marie Antoinette. There's a new queen of France. A queen has been crowned that sparked so much joy. I'm still pinching myself. But did the right queen win in the end? It's time to talk all things finale of Drag Race France. And joining me is a queen who can give La Grande Dame a run for her money when it comes to height. Maxi Padding. Who are you? Who's taller, you or um, La Grande Dame? Um, I think we're the same height, actually. She's, I know, I believe she's 6'5". Okay, well, if I stand, like, really straight up, then we're the same height. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, this season flew by. I cannot believe it's the end. Um, I mean, it was a short season to begin with. Only 10 queens. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I really did, like... It doesn't help that there's so much other drag race happening, too. Hell so me. It's just, like, it's so hard to keep track of where everyone's at, regardless. Yeah, um... It, it, I think the other thing is, is it, it was like a normal season where every episode, someone goes someone home. Someone went home, yes. There were no you double like that. saves. No saving. No... Believe me, there have been moments it's like, oh, why didn't you save this person? There could have been. Yeah. But this flowed properly. This is how Drag Race should work. Yeah. <laughs> um, overall, before we get into the results and the finale and everything that happened, what did you think of the season? Um, I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good first season. Like, was it super groundbreaking as far as Drag Race goes? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I thought there was a good group of queens. I thought that a lot of them showed, um, like, a lot of good drag. Oh, there was some, some, definitely there were some gag-worthy moments. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, some things we've never seen on Drag Race before. Absolutely. Um, which is always, I feel like, good. You know, you want th- you want things to feel like fresh and exciting. So, I feel like that's that's good for a for a premiere season. Of Did you have any franchise. favorites? Favorite queens or favorite yeah. moments? Queens. Favorite queens. Um, Le Grand Dame was definitely probably my favorite. I mean, okay, All right. probably because I did in fact see a lot of myself in her mm-hmm. all right all right um i also i also loved um big bertha, uh-huh, big bertha. Uh-huh. she was definitely up there as well but she kind of i mean i felt i, I feel like the, the she was an early favorite and then as the season yes, she went was on, very much so as the season went on i was a little like okay like the, partly is this is kind of the editing and partly like you didn't bring it as much as i really thought you were going to that part that was it now, what is your relationship with the country of France? Have you ever been? No. 
I Neither. Never, I have never been. My my only relationship is that I, I wait tables and French people don't tip well. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, do you speak any French? No, not at all. Oh my god, same me too. Also, um, I, friends, I'm trying. I've really tried. Um, I, by season two, maybe I will learn a little more. Uh, no. Nikki Doll, if you are listening, I will take you out on a date and you can teach me all the French. <laughs> and I, I took I took Spanish in high school, so I uh... I did too, but that was like a million years ago, so that really the retention rate zero. Um, Fair. Let's dive into this episode. The top okay. three are gagged to have made it to the finale. They are quite happy. Uh, the LGD has her turn at reading the mirror message from Lolita, which includes personal messages for her sisters. Uh, to Paloma, she calls an incredible diva. To Soa, she calls a star and a bomb. And to La Grande Dame, she says she's her number one fan. Um, I guess that's a compliment. No adjectives, just I'm your number one fan. Um, you, usually number one fans like like are, are very um, stand worthy and, and do crazy things like as, as most New Yorkers saw this week for everyone who went to see Mother Monster. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> listen, I was very tempted to do like a special episode to boot where I would get people to send me their grammatical ball looks um, and critique them because there were some wonderful ones and there were some. Um, not so wonderful. Um, what are you doing out in public? Looks. Um, <laughs> I that, completely agree. Uh, but we're not going to do that. We're not. We won't do that. We'll, we'll, we'll save that. Um, <laughs> but yes, she's her number one fan, and so it says that Mexico and France should be proud of her. Uh, meanwhile, Kitty is like, blend them, bitch. He's still mad about her not being more French, and it's like, why? Why? Why does Lolita have to be like mix them it's not her full-on culture she wants to represent mexico yeah yeah you should have just waited a couple months and done drag race mexico I, but she but she's like she lives in france so of I course know, I know. she's drag race france I, I didn't like kitty as a judge kitty was very interesting but Kid, kitty was very um critical about things that i don't think kitty could, should have been critical about yeah um it was more personal taste as opposed to judging the art yeah um well anyway la grande dame fired up more than she has ever been then we will see paloma punch the screen which leads to the crown and scepter now reading the edit that was fascinating in retrospect as i'll say all episode long this episode was a setup for a paloma loss but hey yeah. i'm so happy to be wrong so happy to be wrong <laughs> um everything was so negative around her but then watching that bit where she like punches the screen and goes right to the scepter it's like oh they told us the result right there and we just all were too dumb to see it a little foreshadowing crazy well a new day is dawned and the top three enter in slow-mo and crown themselves because it's the finale uh let's note that soa is wearing a notorious big t-shirt into the workroom which i found utterly fascinating intriguing so fascinating why i don't know because first off we never get to see um uh, merchandise that's not either from a queen or someone within the franchise um but it was just diggy i was just i was very fascinated that she wore that it was very cool cool moment um yeah that's fair i guess yeah it was uh because that's not a name that you would necessarily see on queer television yeah yeah, on queer television, on France television, I guess. Right. 
Well, there is just no time to talk as they're going to cock-a-doodle-do over their way to see Nikki Doll. Um, there are some bad fake tears acting from the queens as we get our final Nikki message. And when Nikki arrives, I'm going to beg you once again, girl, uh, please dress me or at least teach me how to dress. Like, she's an icon. Oh, my God. Every... I, I want those pink pants. Um, not to throw shade on the other seasons, but I but like I generally will watch the Drag Race France and then Drag Race Canada. Mm-hmm. And like the the workroom looks on Drag Race Canada are just nothing compared to to Miss Nikki Dolls workroom Listen, looks. Listen, Brooklyn Heights, if you are in fact listening, get rid of the mullet and maybe things will look good again. I, she just this this episode particularly i think she was wearing just like a black suit i was like yeah. okay Gross. cool <laughs> um but nikki reminds the final queens that they have eliminated all the queens well almost because there's only one crown <laughs> we then get like a little bit of a back and forth between soa and the grand dame about them getting the crown meanwhile like paloma's standing in the middle very silent and i was again interesting does she not think she's gonna win for the last, mass, last maxi challenge, Nikki has tasked them to perform a RuPaul song, and it is not the realness as I speculated last week. No, no, it is Catwalk. Also, surprise, it's in English. I don't know why they do this. They did it in Espana season one, which we all saw Carmen Farala have complete fear, her, fear in her <laughs> eyes. And from experience, um, at DragCon this year, I did get to meet Carmen uh, outside of our hotel, um, and I wanted to like just say hello again the fear in her eyes when she didn't have her translator and it was just me and I'm like i'm not gonna be able to speak spanish to you you're not gonna be able to speak english to you so you're pretty goodbye that's it that's all i could say <laughs> oh, um, wow. but yeah uh, uh english but i feel like these queens are a little more well versed in english than the spanish queens were i don't know i feel like france is pretty notorious for like not speaking english yeah, that's what I had thought. And then um, Seraphim was actually just in uh, Paris and got to meet a bunch of the queens. And they all spoke English to her. So oh. um, very interesting. Maybe maybe it is because of the drag culture and drag race that um, you got to know a little bit of English to to make it. I don't know. Very yeah, interesting. Maybe. Um, not only do okay so first off this is the second season this year to use catwalk for their finalists granted these three did not have to write a verse but um doesn't it lose its specialness if it's a shared song it does and especially since they weren't writing verses and that's why i don't understand why they do this like your lip syncing your rupaul song in english thing because like if we're gonna do the final lip sync song like this i feel like we should get the queens to get to show one last hurrah of who they are and their personality and right. their fight for the crown, you know? I agree. And so, like, I, I would much rather hear them, like, do their own little verse. It also becomes way easier to, like, judge. Right. If, if they, like, have their moments and their verses, I don't know, I thought it was such a weird it was challenge strange. in general, yeah. Well, not only do they have to learn the lyrics, they will learn choreography from Nicholas Houchard, who is um, very handsome. Yes. Um, Apparently has choreographed for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Madonna. Um, Madonna was just in New York doing a little disco skate. Um, she was. A lot Are of celebrities have been in New York recently. Beyonce was in New York recently. Gaga obviously was just here. Who's Beyonce? 
Kidding, kidding, people. Um, um, yeah, they'll also be performing in front of special guest Olivier Roasting, Roasting, who likes Soa. I was like, Cass, who? Um, he is a well-known designer who has made outfits for Beyonce, J Lo, and Rihanna, and is the creative director for Belmont. Um, did not know that. Crazy. Uh, I was, I was um, very much yelled at when I said I didn't know who that was. Uh, I'm oh, sorry, really? Amanda Massacre. I didn't know. I don't work in fashion like you, fashion icon. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know who it was. But... Um, yeah, so not knowing, I was like, okay, at least we're not alone. At least the contestant didn't have any idea, which is great because <laughs> yeah. there have been so many times when on all these franchises, they'll be like, special guests, blah, 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 blah. And the crew's like, oh my God. And they're really internally being like, I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah. And, and Queens have said it before. Um, they've been asked, like, do you always know who the guest is? And they're always like, no. Sometimes production will literally be like, hey, you need to be more excited for the special guest. Literally. <laughs> well, Nikki reminds them of the stakes of this final challenge and says that if there is one misstep, it could be all over. And that's what I thought all episode because we're going to see a lot of those missteps. Yeah. Crazy. A lot. <laughs> Uh, and then we get the return of Don't and Don't Fuck It Up, which was odd. Didn't have it last week. Didn't have it the week before. It's very hit or miss. This The season's going in two directions. It's like, Nikki, it's your own show. Nikki, do RuPaul. Um, yeah, which... It's, yeah, it's weird that it's been both. Yeah. I, don't I know. like Nikki getting to do her own thing. I like Nikki getting her own thing, too, especially... When they like try to do the 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 RuPaul things, and then the um, who's ever writing the captions has never seen an episode of Drag Race, so they don't translate it to like the the what the RuPaul quote is. So then we oh, just bad. Get... <laughs> so, um, like I love when they don't call it like the workroom, or they'll like call it like the I don't know I don't remember what it says, but just like yeah, there, there, the... there have been a couple different names for workroom this season. Yeah, yeah, it's like all of the drag racisms just like aren't there because yeah. the, who's ever translating has has no idea. It's it's a problem. I've noted it many times in this podcast. Now, race chasers has started to discuss the closed captioning and the issues. Uh, so, world of wonder. I hope you're listening. We're all catching on. You're not doing great. I wonder. Like, I know that. Yeah, I wonder. Like, who does them? Because I know that. Like, you can like third-party source captions like that like uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh, I'm, sure I, just... uh, I'm doing a couple new fun things for the podcast and for other source outlets soon um that i decided to like try out a um closed captioning um uh not well, just a transcribing program just to see how it goes um and it's a they're definitely it's not perfect it's quick um there's definitely things that i'm gonna have to like go back and like fix and, and 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 stuff um like i just um interviewed miss hanukkah Lewinsky, and we're going to use something for something else um and uh yeah they think i'm calling her monica which yeah. i mean that honest mistake that checks um, out. but yeah i was like oh i this i can't just copy and paste i gotta do some editing right. so uh <laughs> world of wonder whoever's doing this do some editing you know what's going on all right, well, the queens are going to head to the tables to figure out how they're going to step their pussies up. The Grand Dame would like to make it clear that she is not a dancer. She dances drunk in nightclubs. Also saying Me Too as well. Yes. I, <laughs> the Grand Dame and I were the same. We, mm-hmm. uh... <laughs> Listen, when there is booze, I'm a great dancer. 
I may I, not be great to other people, but I'm a great dancer. I was gonna say, I, I'm the same. I'm the same. When I'm a little drunk, I uh, I will dance. Yes. I don't know if that means I can dance, but I will. Uh, Paloma thinks she's being a little coy and knows that she's got some moves. Uh, interesting. Um, I did find out that uh, the two of them and La Cajena are all from the same home bar and employed by the same employer. So I thought that was very interesting this season. Uh, oh. We didn't really see them as close as you would think they were. Yeah. Very weird. So wants dancers who will lift them up and Paloma's like, give me disco dance moves. That's all I can handle. I can do that too. The only saying? dancing that Paloma knows is from Mylene Femmer. Uh, so leave her alone. That's all she can do. So clearly Mylene is like the Britney Spears where we all know the just the basic dance moves and that's all we can do. Or like yes. Lady, Mon- Lady Gaga. <laughs> we know the paparazzi choreography. Exactly. <laughs> uh, La Grande Dame starts to dance and you see in Soa's face that she is actually offended by the whiteness of it all. It was in fact cringe. <laughs> I like that um, Soa gets to say these things because I don't think it would have been ever allowed on the American version, ever. To have uh, a queen of color like comment on the whiteness of another contestant. Um, Middle America would not go for it. Yeah, I think it depends on like how it's done. But yeah, yeah so I was definitely very blunt about it. And so they're just, mm-hmm. and they, I like that they just like let her do, be that. Yeah. All right, the queens are gonna head to the main stage to meet with Nicholas and the boys. Um, this is going to be a tall order for Paloma as dancing is out of her comfort zone. Nicholas will come out and ask who can dance and Paloma say, will say that she loves dancing, but her body just does whatever. I get that. I understand that. Very Same. Well. I relate. Um, and Nicholas is just like so sweet. He's like, well, we love whatever, but not today. We're doing choreography. And she's like, <laughs> okay. Uh, he wants them to be precise, focused, and show personality. And our the first bit of choreo that we get, we see the Shiva move with Paloma popping out in the back. And the fucking editors had a sound effect from like a cartoon. I was like, that's shady. Which is the boop. <laughs> it was so bad. And again, watching it the first time around, I was like, why are we giving her the Johto edit? Why are we making her look so bad? So bad. But basically, they're like, we need to give her a full arc in one single episode. It's literally. Which is so funny because she had such a good arc in the season. She did. She did. Um, the next set of choreo, again, Paloma is off and her, so are her shoes. Uh, she's shy and Nicholas is like, this is the finale. Don't be shy. Be a drag queen. So is told that she has too many flourishes, which if you tell a drag queen that, they're actually going to punch you in the face. I know. I was like, okay, drag queens. Um, <laughs> and then LGD is just told she's too stiff and needs to relax. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. This is, this is going to be a fun performance. This is usually when I would say, Mr. Choreographer, maybe tone it down for the people you have. Um, yeah, right, right. That, like, I mean, I get it. You have to push them. It's the finale. But also, like... You want a good performance. Yeah, we want them to look good. Like, we want to watch this every year. We, right, we, like, we want to watch these three queens and go, oh, yeah, they deserve to be here. I will never watch this one again. It was so messy. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um... We watch Paloma solo bit, and uh, she's just not in time with the chorus boys. And you can just see the defeat in her face. She she was like, "This is the last episode. I'll just do it. It's fine. Everything's fine." As the Grand Dame puts it, she finds it cute with her little baby moves. <laughs> Nicholas is going to advise her to get into the character of Paloma, 
when she looks down, it doesn't work. So he wants her to get focused. I was like, okay, that's a good piece of direction. Yeah. Engage. If you engage, you can fake it and make it, and the audience will never know, except if you're me, because I will always know. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, it's also a good just like being, it's a great advice to say, just like be Paloma, you know, like exactly. You are the one. That's, that's what drag is. It's a transformation, it's a character. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you may be struggling, but your character can do this. She she has the power. She has the the know how, the will, the the capabilities. Now it's solo time for the Glandom, and Soa calls her a rigid doll who looks like she's going to fall over when she leans over. I mean, um, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Is that a critique you've gotten before? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tall person problem. It is a tall person problem. Funny, funnily enough, my boyfriend just snuck into the room. And uh, he's the one who who has given me that critique the most. Shady! Wow. That's what else are boyfriends good for? Exactly. Literally, yeah. If if he doesn't have notes, I don't want it. Exactly. Um, Nicholas will have a trust fall for her, and she's weary, and we will learn that um, she's just not a real trusting person. Wow. We see where this is going. This was heavy foreshadowing. They said trauma. Oh my God, like we, we've seen trauma on this show, but not to this extent where they put it into the choreography. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine like a choreographer coming in and saying, Evie Oddly, I know you don't have the dance moves anymore, but do this. And then we can talk about your trauma. That's literally what we got here out of the God Dom. Insane. Now it's Soa Solo, and she is giving faces, and they're apparently not right for the number. Uh, Nicholas wants stage face. What does that mean? I don't know. I like. I mean, it feels like a very choreographer thing to say. Like, make sure your 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 face is activated and your face is in it. But I don't know. It like, I don't it's know. It's kind of an insult. Yeah, like. <laughs> As Soa says, I don't, I don't like the way your face looks. Fix literally. it. Literally. So it will say that she's very expressive. If something is bothering her, you'll see it in her face. She can't hide it. Well, now see, that's an issue. Yes, I. I that's why this is a podcast and not a video um, experience because I have <laughs> resting podcast face where when I'm, I'm very flat. I don't show it, and people like, you you don't care. It's like no, no, I do. I'm just doing multiple things at once. Yeah, I, I also I have I have resting bitch face. Always. I'm usually just zoning out. Yeah, I, I've definitely been told that I have like a, a resting critic face where if I'm judging or critiquing or whatever, it looks like I don't give a shit. But it's not true. I'm taking it all in. I'm the same. I'm the same. And that's another thing my, my partner calls me out on all the time. He's like, Maxi, you look like you hate it here. <laughs> you need to like yeah. smile a little. Smile and meanwhile, little. those bitches <laughs> who just smile all the time, they're like, no, no, that's fake. Yeah, right. You gotta find the balance. You gotta find a balance. All right. Well, Soa is asked to turn into one of the dancers and arch, and she immediately goes into bottom mode. Nope, not what we were supposed to be doing here, but we all know what she really wanted out of that dancer. Arch that back, baby. Um, and it was a was good fun. arch. Listen. It was very good. She was very good. <laughs> well, just like on the main show, it's time for our host to chat with the finalists. Uh, we're back on the main stage where she pulled the couches from Untucked Jr. and said, look, it's different, but not. 
<laughs> I, I love budget seasons. Come on, give them more money. Well, the funny thing is, it's like, I feel like it would have looked better if they were both in like director's chairs, which I'm sur- sure were exactly. also on set. Like they could have. Absolutely. Like I, I'm sure there are chairs on set that weren't the, the untucked, untucked yeah. couches. <laughs> well, so we'll chat with Nikki first. And first off, they have mimosas, jealous. Uh, and one single Madeleine. Um, Listen, like- which... I would have eaten after that. Like, I know, right? <laughs> do you like French pastries? Um, yes. I think I, <gasps> I like I like pastries in general. So whether they're French or not doesn't really matter. Well, me. I mean, I feel like most pastries nowadays are just French, like croissant. Uh, yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a, a croissant? <laughs> love them. So, how is Soa feeling? Well, she's happy to be there and have overcome all the challenges. It hasn't set in. Winning Drag Race France would mean a lot to her. She's already won by making it to this point, as she showed a lot. Being in the top three and knowing the crown within reach is the motivation she needs. She is doing this to honor her friend Nina, who we learned about last week. She would have been crazy happy to see Soa in this position, and she says that sometimes she feels like she's forgotten, but she knows she's still there. Nikki asks what changed when Nina left, and Soa says she has become aware of reality and how to move her ass and do what she needs to do. She finds that is the closure she needed as they would watch the show together and think about this. This chat was most insight we've had on Soa, but it was not an emotional one and not Mm-mm. an emotional arc from her at all. Um, we see the talent, but there's just no story for Soa this season. Yeah, I agree. I really felt like her her talk was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> great. We, <laughs> we talked to you. It was very interesting because like, I'm sure there's more within her She's got a story. Everyone's got a story. Um, but for whatever reason, she was holding back. And that yeah. I think was the, um, that I feel like is her, her overall story this season is we see the talent, we don't see the person. Yeah, I agree. Next up, the Grand Dame blends into the couch. <laughs> literally blended into the couch same color i was like producers you knew she was coming in you couldn't have told her to wear something different <laughs> literally or you know another reason they could have just been sitting in director's chairs or literally something that wasn't <laughs> now legrand will say it's crazy that she's there at the finale she's dreamed of doing this and has given herself confidence again nikki asks what else there is for her to show and she says that she hasn't showed how she came to be there and how she got there. She says Nikki mentioned maturity and how it is connected to her past. And Grand Dame says that she didn't want or have the chance to tell her about it. She will reveal that she grew up with a single mother and it didn't go great. On top of that was marriage equality. And she says it was a tense atmosphere as her mother didn't quite get that point of view. She was scared and thought all that was left was to come out. It was talked about at home in a negative way, so she decided to leave home at age 14 because she was unhappy. She was put in a foster home and luckily found a way to two foster families who were incredible. Nikki will ask her how her mother will feel about seeing her on the show, and a grand dame reveals that everything's fine now. They've been in touch. They have a supportive and loving relationship now, and she's proud of what she does and knows that she is there. Let's unpack this part, because this was like, oh, okay, there's this trauma. This is when I thought the Grand Dame was winning. Me too. This is, like this, watching this part, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." And, and spoiler, I wanted her to win, but 
I really thought that this moment was was sealing in the deal. I was like, all right, that's the winner right there. She's got the story. She's got the talent. She's got the edit. Now, like, I understand trauma is trauma. And sometimes you don't want to expose it because at the end of the day, this is a show about drag and you want to show your drag first. But she's watched the show before. She knows that you need to be vulnerable. That is the vulnerability the judges were looking for. Literally. Um, what will help her win? She says determination, her uprightness in the adventure, and her forthright straight talking. We're going to get a little bit where she does more of her Snatch King character, Alexandra Rosenfeld, and yeah, um, still should not have won that challenge. Um, this would normally be a winning chat. We've just discussed it. Like, this is the growth and the side of Legrand Dom we have not seen. Um, and editors, god damn it, you, you pulled a fucking fast one. Insane. Insane. Finally, it's the chat with Paloma, and she can't believe she is there. She's having intense feelings with a lot going on in her head. Like many drag artists, she is feeling like she has imposter syndrome. She feels like she is a fraud and a has-been, but the competition has shown that she is not and that there is a place for her as a driver. She reveals that she didn't have a lot of friends growing up, and there was a feeling of being accepted when she got to drag race and belonging in a group. It was her first victory, and getting the feedback she did was her next victory. She heard things from Nikki that she never thought she would hear. Nikki will ask if Paloma's family knows Paloma. And she says, yes, she's lucky in that way. Her family is supportive. Her mom even calls her Paloma half the time. She pushed her to do theater. She knew that she had to do an art for her mental health. It was a priority to her mom to do what she loves with no regrets, which I adore. We love supportive parents. Mm-hmm. Um, she then reveals that her dad is her stepdad who adopted her Three or four years ago, she and her sister asked him to adopt them because he had raised them since she was 10. She hasn't seen her biological father in 10 years. So we get a little more insight on Paloma and her background. We do. Um, Not as in-depth as we just got with the Grand Dame, but um, interesting family story here. Very interesting family. How old is Paloma? And 30. do I not understand how adoption works? Like I didn't, th- I didn't know you could adult or adopt like adults. <laughs> I, I, she is thirty. I believe it's more of. I think it was probably more of a symbolic thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think you're le- legally. I don't think that's a thing because you're uh, no longer a minor. But I think it must have been more of a symbolic gesture. Okay. Yeah. Because when she was like, yeah, he adopted us three or four years ago, but he's raised us for years. I'm like, why didn't? I don't right. understand. Like, what what happened with your adult now? Or Why maybe in that... France things are different. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So or maybe it was mean... a translation issue. It's, that's <laughs> that's probably a thing as well. Um, what would mean, winning mean to her? She wants it. It would be revenge for so many things, as she's felt like a loser so often. She has never really fought to win before, so this is a new for her. She wants to win for herself, for Hugo, for the child that was. In a first. Nikki will ask what would make her lose the competition. She says herself. She has to have a competition, but it's all on her. Again, in retrospect, this was a fascinating conversation because we got yeah. a negative question in an always predominantly positive chat atmosphere. Watching it initially, again, it was like, this is my um, way. Of, she's not winning. The editors are trying to let us know this went wrong. This went wrong this is why she won't win but reality wise haha this is the episode arc we needed <laughs> do you think rue asks negative questions like that i have no idea why do i think yes that just in case they like really will 
like no matter what they'll always throw around questions that could get any sort of answer that they could use yeah. you know like because I, I have a feeling that sometimes maybe you might ask a negative question and but it might lead to an answer that they can edit into something else or like you yeah, know sure. like just trying to get them to say anything really um but yeah I don't know my, my theory at this point is that Paloma has kind of been the underdog all season uh-huh. and they felt like they really needed to push the underdog of it all in this finale. They really needed to be like, she may not be the, like, what you expect. She may have some issues, but she's going to win anyway, which yeah. I don't think was necessary. I feel like the, the rest of the season gave us that underdog edit. Absolutely. Well, we're going to skip right over the final paint in the season to head straight to the main stage because uh, we've got a lot of business to attend to. Nikki looks like a dream in this gown with the pastels. The hair is divine. She's just a pretty, pretty princess. She, she always is. The panel is wearing jackets because I guess it's cold in the studio and Nikki just didn't get the memo to wear a jacket. <laughs> um, or they're just there and they're going to be there for hours. Like, I just, it's cold. No. We got Daphne Berkey, Kitty Smile, Nicholas Houchard, and Olivia Rosag. And uh, again, what a very, very pretty man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oof. First, let's discuss Catwalk, our um, final performance. They're all decked out in black. Um, they are all very much styled to who they are as drag artists, which I appreciate. Yeah, they, um, they all look good. Soa looking like she's ready to get down. La Grande Dame is a basic party girl, and Paloma is like that vintage French actress. Mm-hmm. It all fits. Um, I was just also waiting for those sunglasses to fall out of her wig, and I was like, oh, that's why, why would you put them in there? But they stayed. They stayed. Yeah, maybe she had some strong pins in there as well. We just yeah. <laughs> well, Paloma really tried. She had conviction, and she missed a lot of steps. Like we said earlier, the missed steps. Um, missed a lot of lyrics. Um, I really thought at one point she was going to run into the dancer because she she just she was kept on so going. Ahead. He stopped. I was like, whoa, whoa, there was whoa, there was no spatial awareness mm-hmm. on Paloma's part. The group choreo. Overall, very messy, like very bad, very, very, very bad. Um, it's not good. <laughs> they were all doing their own thing. Like Paloma they, says, she does whatever. Like literally, her body did whatever. Yeah, and the Grand Dame and, and so we're not far behind on the right. doing whatever front. Um, the Grand Dame did get the airiness because she is much to be desired in the lip sync department. Um, she did. You got the moves, but I think maybe she got four lyrics in there. Um, her mouth did not move. Again, I don't know why they are like, let's make you lip sync to the song that's not in a language you speak primarily. Or I believe by that point, it wasn't even officially out yet for them. Like it was on the new album. So it's not even a song that they like. So new, new. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like it was literally, it was a new, yeah, like not even a song they could have heard before, you know? Right. Done I mean, you, like song. obviously they had a little more, maybe a, it was out. They probably had it on their iPod uh, when they got to production, but even right. like even season 14, that Mama Rue hadn't been out yet. Um, that was the, the summer before it happened. So that those Queens really had a hard. Well, that's why they didn't know any words. Yeah. <laughs> um, Soa, on the other hand, Full package. She was in her element. This was her challenge. She was Beyonce and everyone else was just there. Not not even Destiny's Child. She was like, the other ones were just... Who? Michelle <laughs> Kelly? Who? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, again, did you notice with the second chorus, Paloma stopped short and Soa almost knocked her out? Yes. <laughs> like I said, hard challenge on a hard song, virtually brand new to them in a language that is not their native tongue. On top of choreo, bravo to them. But yeah, this was messy. Like this was first season realness. Yeah, yeah. And it just really felt like the, the producers could have made some better choices to set them up for the finale to not because again like last week i was like oh my god they're gonna do the realness that uh, at least they would have familiarity with the song because it's been around for eons right well category is dragnific and in honor of the runway and all the contestants we are going to play all star or all nah and we will go in order as presented on the television screen La Cajena, no designers listed. At first, I was like, bitch is giving you fashion and drag with that giant hair. Didn't love the black mess piece, so she took it off. And then I think the look was perfect. But then she's like, I'm just going to do more. And she took the dress off. I'm like, why? 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 Why is a really good question. Um, Too much for this bit. With no clothes on, her hair was just very confusing. Honestly, the entire, entire presentation confused me. But the second part of the look, that's what the best part of this outfit was. <laughs> I like the black too. I, I didn't, I wasn't like offended by the black mesh piece. I, yeah, I think it's a cool look, but I don't know why she took it off. I don't know either. Maybe she was uncomfortable. I, I don't know. Um, I will give it an all star though. But yeah, I think ultimately, like what she presented look wise was great, but. The, the, the actual presentation on the runway just was confusing. Audience, 71% all-star, 29% all-nom. Love La Diva, look by Andy Vander Stratton, hair by Adonis Sunrise. Um, finally, she gives a look that fits her and looks good. It's giving me very much Evil Queen. I could have used grander hair, but I know the neck piece prevented anything from sticking out of it. The gold and black combo is strong. I would have liked the gold to be the tight part of the bottom, not the black ruffle. Um, yeah, I agree. I also just feel like, or, or it just needed to be more, more. It just needed to be more. The, like, the bottom piece, mm-hmm. it, like, looks like it's trying to be a dramatic thing, but it's just, like, right. kind of flopping. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't add the drama she wanted. Right, and we've got all this drama up top. It would have been a nice balance to have the drama mm-hmm, on the bottom mm-hmm, as well, mm-hmm. but it really just kind of, like, falls flat from the knees down. I'll give it an all-star because it's the best thing she's worn all season. And that, that, that's a very low bar. I mean, she was only on two episodes. So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd give it an all-star. I don't think I like it very much. All right. Well, the audience agrees with you. I'm being nice. 33% all-star, 67% all-nah. La Brioche, look by uh, Axel Brosseur, hair by Hitsu Blue, doll by Atlas. Um... Put Chiron and Jan's voodoo doll looks into a blender as you're watching The Wizard of Oz, and this is what you get. Ruby slippers were a choice, but as a finale look, this was even more of a choice. It's not bad. She looks good. I like the puppet, but I'm just confused as to why we're witnessing this at this moment in the show. There are smart elements, but it just took too much time to decipher. I feel like maybe this was a look she brought for a different runway. Maybe. And it was just like happened to be her favorite look that she brought, so she wanted to wear it on TV. Like it might have been a look she like didn't get to wear. Yeah. I don't remember all of the runways, so I couldn't even figure out like what it could have been for. But mm-hmm. 
that's like that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. It's like she brought something else that was supposed to be the big dramatic grand finale look, but she really liked this look, so she was like, "I'm gonna wear this one." Because yeah, I like, I like that theory. That that's a that's a positive spin. Because <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It's a, it's a cool look. It just doesn't make sense. I'm gonna give it an all knock because I think there were just too many elements that I just didn't get or grasp. Um, I think I'm gonna give it an all star. I like it. Okay, I think it's okay. I think it's creative. Audience, very mixed on this one. 48% all-star, 52% all-not. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Next up, Cam, hair by Kurosoft Mecca, look by Miss Boo, nails by Chloe Dan. Literal perfection again. The peach on her is almost skin tone. It was stunning. Again, the hair is a knockout. It's styled immaculately. The stonework is sublime. To be this man's wig muse, she is the luckiest queen in the fucking world. She always looks so happy and comfortable when she feels like she's the most beautiful girl. Um, yeah, I, I agree. My only issue is that uh, I'm just like, I'm bored. Fair. Absolutely fair. That's Cam, though. This, Yeah, it's just like, I. this is 100% exactly what I expected her to wear. It is gorgeous. She looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I just would have liked a little bit of something mixed up, you know? Right. Um, it's almost like anytime she tries something different, she gets critiqued. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but you're right. I, it is boring. It's, it's We've seen this before. We've seen elements of this before. Um, right, like it reminds me of a, like, yeah, I looking on her Instagram, it reminds me of like every other look she's worn. It looks similar. She's worn it like three times in blue already. Right. Um, I'll give it an all-star. I will too, because it is at the end of the day. It is a good look. She looks great. Well, the audience, they said 100%. 100% all-star, 0% all-no. Ellipse. Look and jewels by Ellipse. Uh, this is Ellipse pants. Uh, she's got that pink hair. She looks like pink. The sleeves are swallowing her, but I guess that's runway fashion. Um, this is not what I want typically, but it's right on her. But I will say the eye makeup and how she outlined it in stone was stunning. Yeah. Um, she could have worn the Sun Dragons Canada for the sleeves runway. <laughs> yes, she could. Um, would have looked better than a lot of those girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I don't, I don't know if I like her. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give it an all-star. I, I, I don't know. I'm really on the fence. I'm like really in between. Like it's not bad. And, and it, you're right. It's like not a finale look, but also I think it works for her. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, it's like a soft all-star. <laughs> yeah. Audience, 54% all-star, 46% all now. Very mixed again. La Big Berta, no designers listed. Um, she comes out in red, whoop de doo but bam, it's reveal. It's the pattern of the body, on the body, it's sexy. It's the best looks she's looked in a very long time, but that hair was thirsty. Um, Girl, yeah. comb that shit. Yeah, it's a little, it's, the hair's a little. And I feel like a lot of Big Berta's looks have been like lacking just that little bit of finesse all yeah. season where it's I like agree. one thing will be like you could have just if you just fix that one thing it'll be like mm-hmm. a fit issue or a hair issue or like 
I, I feel like Berta is the kind of person who has been a dominating factor in the French drag scene for a very long time. So she's never really had a critique in the sense that she's had on this show. That's fair. I, I could see her having removed herself from the show being like, I got a lot of work on. Because um, <laughs> interestingly, um, drag.looks is what I use sometimes for the looks when I post it on my Instagram. because They're very, very quick, very good at posting all the looks. Um, and they tag the queens. Berta is the only one from the season who's, who um, I guess has either blocked it or refuses the tag. Because um, I don't think she wants to get the critiques and see how the audience is feeling. Um. And with that, even with the thirsty wig, I will give it an all star because the the look itself is really cool. It's just that hair. The look is good, and and also I think my my partner pointed out that we're pretty sure that these are like cow lines, like the lines that you draw on a cow oh, to cut out large parts of meat. Oh, they're not okay. it's not like they're our typical like the plastic surgery lines that you, you uh-huh. see that we've seen before we're, we're pretty sure that these lines are like this is the part of the cow where you get this meat and this is the part of the cow where you get this meat and this is the part of the cow where you get this meat like that's, those are what these lines on her that's camp be. right it, it definitely makes me like the look more and although I'll i start. don't I, I don't read French so I don't I don't okay. actually know what it says but that's our our theory of French listeners help us out yeah, is, is, am, I, am I correct? Is that the truth of what these lines well, hopefully, are? Hopefully we'll find say? out soon. We'll find yeah. out. I'll give it an all-star. Me too. Audience, 42% all-star, 58% all-nom. Lolita Banana. Hair by Eunicea Perry. Look by her. Look from her dad. Jewels from her grandma. How sweet is that? Uh, she looks sensational. I she love the silhouette on her. Gorgeous. She looks so fancy. The white with the yellow gold embellishments are beautiful. And the hat, it's got stones with purpose. It heightens the overall aesthetic. She is so underrated, and I adore her. Um, I, I, I do like her as well. I didn't think I was going to when the Me season either. started. I really was like, get that bitch out of here. <laughs> And now um, I'm like, put her on Drag Race España versus the world. Yes, literally. That is, I saw someone say that there should be an España versus the world, which is like all the so Spanish-speaking good. queens. Because be so good. are multiple from every franchise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, she, and Lolita would probably dominate because she has proven that she's, that she can I, do it. I have a dream cast. For for España versus the world, and maybe if it doesn't include Jurigi, I don't want it. Okay, um, <laughs> didn't, but um... okay, you clearly don't feel the same. Anyway, okay. Lolita looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, it's an all star. Oh, absolutely, she looks great. It's a great look. It gives finale. Yep. Audience, yeah. 88% all-star, 12% all-nom. Let's get into our finalist, Paloma. Look by Maxime Blotin, hair by Marcos Wiggs. She's a lady in red. It's her color. It's most her. Um, very red queen. Monochromatic is on point. Do I wish she had something more traditionally beautiful? Of course. But that would mean breaking out of who she is. The hair, though, is very scrumptious. Very, very, very much of what she does. I think it's great. I think it is, like, I think it's exactly what 
I would have wanted to see from her for a finale. Yeah. She I looks agree. amazing. It's it's dramatic. It is super on brand. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's got very interesting shapes. Even in the lip sync when she took off the oh, yeah. the cloak, she still had like the big hips going. I am, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's really cool. Now Daphne will say that she never really saw what she had offered them, but each time she came through, it was breathtaking. Everything was thought out and complete down to the last detail. Kitty says what he really liked is that she was just as refined and polished in fashion makeup, and she always gave 100%. Nicholas says he saw her overthink her moves. The dance is very light, and she needs to get herself to let it come her way. Just be Paloma and will be awesome. Olivier has one word, astounded. She will give him perfectionism. Beyond the clothes and makeup, there is absolute beautiful personality. Nikki thanks Paloma and Hugo, who is a, such a perfectionist and works with so much emotion and made this season beautiful. Paloma will say coming up on stage was a real boost of self-confidence and love each week. She has the great platform she could, she's could, she been given and feels like she is where she belongs, inspiring people to come out of their shell. Great. Um, it's an all-star for me. Oh, 100%. Audience, 79% all-star, 21% all-nah. What? I know, right? Well, so mad. So it amused. No designers listed. This one, interesting for me. It's fashion with drag elements, but not entirely working hand in hand. Um, the wig is that typical French wig that we are seeing with the heightened style and the stoning. White blonde, not the color choice I would have picked for this one. Uh, pair that with a garment that is nude and only features beading. It feels like they were from opposing worlds. She does look incredible. She has an incredible figure, but for a crowning moment, this was not my best pick. I hate it. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I, I, I want to see a hundred times the beads than yeah. what she has on. If that would have, I feel like, I just don't under, yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know why this re- why she thought this was a finale look in I agree. any way. And again, it's almost like she wore the hair to make Kitty happy because it's drag. Um, but it's not her. No, it's not. It's not. The, yeah, the hair doesn't, it's not really super on brand. It's gorgeous. Yeah. But from the neck down, it doesn't make any sense. She's just wearing a bunch of necklaces. Yeah. Like, not even that many, you know? Nikki says she is breathtaking on stage. Daphne says following her every week on this adventure was fascinating. She says there were iconic moments throughout the season. She says Soa is made for live performance. Kitty says she shows up with an impeccable track record. Her He calls her a lip-sync assassin. Nicholas was overwhelmed with her presence. Olivier has three words for her. Warrior, goddess, and revolution. He says she is revolutionizing France because being with her is sending a beautiful message about what the new France is, and he thanks her for who she is. So we'll say she can't really speak. She says when things start to veer into personal, she gets emotional. So she just thanks them. Oh, it's an all nah for me. I love you, Soa, but this wasn't it. It's a, I, listen, she proved this season she is not a lip queen. No. She is really good at a lot of other things. She is a very yeah. talented performer, but the looks were rarely it for me. And this mm-hmm. is just another one of those. It is not. Like, put Probably. her in a lip sync against Queen Kong, and it'll probably be one of the best performances you'll ever see. Oh, my God. You're but right. just someone else dressed them both. 
yeah. I mean, it's still early and and, and down. Under. I know we we got some we got some time. So it's an all not for me. Yeah, it's not good. Audience forty six percent all star for fifty four percent all not. I'm surprised it's even that torn. Yeah, like I'm I'm surprised it's so even. The Grand Dame, look by Germinier, hair by Jean Silvestre. Look, it's Lady Gaga's reject. Look, we learned that the initial design was meant for her for the chromatic release. Uh, the color is great. The intent is right, but it really does not look like it fits her properly. I know she said it was altered, but I just, it does not look right. Again, we've got the hair, um, though it's in brown. I wish it was blonde or black. Brown with the stones just doesn't pair well. I just want her to wear something that is for her and means something to her. Um, I hear that, but also I kind of love it. <laughs> of course, you would wear this, wouldn't you? If you, if, I, if I, Lady I, Gaga said, "I'm not going to wear this because it's not going to come to me," you would say, "I'll take it." hundred percent. But also, Lady Gaga is famously five foot two. Uh, that's the that's the part of the story that doesn't add up for me. Um, I'm not calling the Grand Dame a liar, but I'm actually questioning everything that came out of her mouth. Right. I'm like Lady Gaga is famously five foot two. The Grand Dame is famously a giant six five. Um, and so, and she's like, I had it altered to fit me. I'm like, that, that doesn't make sense. It must have been a, like a gown for Lady Gaga or something. I, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, so if someone could do some research and figure out what had happened here, I'd be very happy. Um, yeah. But other than that, well, I also, I didn't understand why she wore that white corset. Um, I don't know if she like thought it wasn't going to be seen, like the pieces weren't going to lift like that. But literally, yeah. I'm I'm looking on the photos that she had taken and posted on her Instagram. She's not wearing the corset, which like make, tells me that it, she realized that it it, didn't, it was a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Daphne says she's fascinating. At the beginning, she found her unreal and wondered if she was a robot, and then she went weak went weeks to reveal herself she showed the world that their fashion heritage is magnificent kitty says he noted a performance where she brought her groove as a pop star and put on the show he says she is good at singing dancing and not taking herself seriously he reminds people that being a fashion queen is a lot more complicated than calling up designers and asking them to dress you he says you have to have a sense of taste and know what you want to wear she proved that she was capable of making her own outfits Nicholas says he loved working with her and she aims to be precise. He says his eyes burn when he looks at her and she is gorgeous. And Olivier says grand in her talent, grand in her elegance. He says he, she is both elegant and timeless. She played around with values and French traditions with a modern take. He sees her as, with her hair and makeup as a Marie Antoinette meets the Eiffel Tower in Versailles. There's French grandeur in her, and he finds that very beautiful. In her performance, he found her elegant, sexy, confident with a hint of irony, generosity, and above all, the clothing. He hopes they can work together in fashion weeks. Not just one, multiple weeks. This is another moment where I was like, all right, the Grand Dame is winning. Here it is. Now, Nikki... Nikki says that she loved learning about her, but also seeing her learn about her own self. She says that she showed up with a preconceived notion of what she wanted in every week and things revealed themselves to her. She opened up to the challenge and a star emerged from that. And the Grand Dame will say that she really learned about herself in this adventure. She says, you can't be scared after this. It's hard in the mall. Yeah, this all made sense that like, okay, the Grand Dame's winning. Great, cool. Right? I was like, okay, that's what we're setting up. 
Now this look, I as much as I want it to be her own, and even though she stole it from Lady Gaga, I'll still give it an all-star. Oh, it's absolutely an all-star for me. I don't care where it came from. She looks incredible in it. Audience loved it. 92% all-star, 8% all-nom. Well, critiques are hard. Let's make you more emotional. It's time to talk to the younger shelves. Paloma says to little Hugo that your life will be turned upside down in a few months. You'll be abandoned. You'll be alone for a very long time, but your mom will be there carrying you, carrying everyone. Who loves you twice as much, four times, a thousand times as much? Trust that it will all work out. It won't always be a nightmare. You're going to make friends. You'll become a good person. And above all, don't be scared. Have fun. When you're 18, do drag. Don't wait till your forehead is already all wrinkled to do so. There is a star in you. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise and trust yourself because no one can do so in your stead. Okay, very sweet. Very, 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 very plain. Nothing um, out of the ordinary. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm feeling more emotional now listening to you read it because I um, don't speak French. So There it is. <laughs> I'm reading, reading the subtitles. I'm like more focused on just understanding what's going on. <laughs> Same. I am processing the emotion of it. So just hearing it read in English, I was like, oh, wow, that's really touching. Right? Very, very touching. Soa said, right? Soa says to young Soa that life is full of suffering, honey. Believe in yourself. Trust the flame you have inside. Have a little rage. That's what she is, rage. But not necessarily in a negative way. Just to keep that fire you have inside. Let it burn. Even if you're angry, let it burn. It helps you make it through. Okay. So got some anger inside. She's, she's been through some shit. We never yeah. see this in uh, Talk to the Younger Self. Uh, yeah. I like it. I do too. I, I do think it's one of those things where for from a production storyline moment, it is just like a little too late. It's like we yeah. we needed, again, we, we needed more of that vulnerability sooner. Not that I, I agree. think you need to do that to win Drag Race, but from, from the edits that we know. Mm-hmm. All right, well, buckle up, friends. We're in for a long moment here. <laughs> a grand dame says to Lillian that all will be fine. It will be strange. There will be always something wrong until you become independent and live your life. She likes to thank him for having held on and kept the sensibility despite all the attacks that could have left him helpless. She tell him that things will be okay later and you'll be able to sort out all that wants sorting out that it won't keep you from leading your life and being happy. It won't keep you from realizing your dreams. It will inspire you to have bigger ones. She tells them not to stay angry too often or for too long. In something we've never seen before. And the moment I was like, oh, this bitch won. Kitty is going to respond by asking her if she was angry against someone and would have rather not been for so long. The Grand Dame shares that she lost her family for seven years and seven crucial years being from 14 to 22. And if the math is adding up, she is currently 22 years old. Her mother told her that she lost her little boy and now there is a grown up in front of her. She says she lost her little boy, but she can't bring him back to her. Now you just have to fix what you can fix. That got me good. Mm-hmm. In confessional, she shares that she never cries and it has, and she has not done so in three years. So it was surprising. It happened on Drag Race. And again, I was like, we're getting extra bit here from Grand Dame. This is her coronation in a single moment. Whoa. Right. This will now continue on with the next judge where Daphne will go on to say that the little boy has become a wonderful person and knows that this is resonating with Olivier, who sees his journey in her and is important 
and is sending an important message. And then Olivier will chime in and say, <laughs> there has been a lot of laughs, but they're going through a revolution of mindsets. He says that children are going to grow up hoping to learn new codes and grow up to be free and fight to be free. It's thanks to everything they did and the tears. They are entering in people's homes and changing and breaking codes to create new ones. He fights for a future and that what they're doing is helping to make a better world. Okay. Now, there is very much a possibility, as we discussed earlier, that like there's things that edited out, they don't show. We never get to see a, a, a call and response to the loved one message to your younger self. We ne- it's always just boom, 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 move mm-hmm. on. Why was this included, knowing what the result was going to be? I don't know. It, it, it is, it's very confusing. Um, it does make me wonder, like, did the judges respond to the other queens right. as well? And we just didn't get to see that? Or were they told, like, don't respond? And for whatever reason, Le Grand Dom's, like, um, story was so emotional that they, like, couldn't help it. They needed to say something. Or, and, and if that's the case, again, why did we see it? Like, right. I mean, genuinely, I think none of the judges knew this side of Le Grand Dom at all. Because she hasn't presented it. She hasn't made it known to anybody. Nikki's the only one who at this point, from what we've seen on TV, has had any insight of the inner workings of the Grand Dame. Right. Us as viewers know nothing about her besides she's very tall, very good at fashion and modeling. And she got some questionable results all this season. Um, (laughs) That's all we really know about her. But now we're learning something about having a broken home, being in a foster um, system. We don't, we've not heard that story on Drag Race before. Right. Um, so it's an important story. And it's one, like, as Olivia says, it's coming into homes and people are going to resonate with it. And there are going to be people who are experiencing the exact same thing she is. So it is important. But in the scope of reality television production, why was this story more important than the other two? Who knows? It's so fascinating. It's really fascinating. fascinating. And and a little confusing. Yeah. um, So, Drag Racers, if you've ever been in this moment in the final episode, can you just let us know if you get ever a chance to talk back to the judges? I really want to know, simply because this was groundbreaking. This was different. It broke the mold. Right. Well, before they're going to head back to Untucked, it's time to reveal the the winner of Miss Congeniality and the, the Queens voted in the winner's ellipse. Um, I'm shocked. Oh, I thought too. it was going to be Berta. I really me thought too. it was going to be the Big Berta. I was certain it was going to be Big Berta. Um, maybe it was like split votes and she won by one. I don't know. I could not tell you who would have voted for ellipse. I uh, Yeah, it, like, it must have been something we didn't see. Very strange. Well, we do head backstage for Untucked Jr. and the Eliminated Queens return. I'm there to cheers as they wait for the finalists who, as soon as they arrive, it's celebration, celebratory. Everyone is happy to see one another and Lova will make her noises and apparently they all find it amusing. I still do not. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, I'm still doubling down easily. Top five worst drag race queens ever. Not saying out of drag race on the show. One of the worst. Lova? Yes. Yeah, she's not... So bad. Um, we lost Lakahana for her. I know. Speaking then- of, um, 
Cam asked what their favorite moments of the season were. Now, Grandom says the most trauma came from the first elimination of Lacahana. Remember her? Um, again, as I've learned, Lacahana and uh, La Grandom, they work the same club, they have whatever. Um, right. but yeah, interesting that was included. Maybe Lacahana is getting ready for a um, returning season somewhere. Um, Lolita shares that she cried at every elimination. Are we shocked? Not at no. all. <laughs> uh, but what was the best memory for Paloma? The entire top three. There is only one season one. She said, fuck you all, fuck all you other bitches. Literally. <laughs> well, the finalists return and Nikki reveals all three will have to lip sync for the crown. No elimination here. Right choice. That should have happened. Because uh, who, who would you have eliminated? Uh, maybe Sawa, but no. That would have been weird. Right. Um, weird. The song is in French uh, by Dalida. I'm not going to even try to say the name of the song. Um, someone else could tell me. It's very classic French sounding song. Got a little drama in it, but I gotta say before we dive into the performance, we went an entire season without an Edith Piaf lip sync. How did that happen? You're right. Why was this not Lavian Rose? Like this could have been the moment for the ultimate Edith Piaf song. Yeah. Very weird. That Maybe it feels like you can't have my music with the estate of. Uh, I, I guess so. I don't know. Very strange. I was just happy that we got to hear the lip sync song this episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this song was very much out of Soa's element. Like she's had her moment. She's gotten her army. She's got her rock stuff. She she was like, not my jive, not my thing. Yep, yep. If there was anything that was solidifying for me that Soa was not winning. I was mm-hmm. pretty sure she wasn't going to win anyway. But if it, anything solidified it, it was the fact that this was the lip sync song for the finale. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, they don't want their this last moment. She's not yep. going to look good. They know that. The Grand Dame was tall and used her arms to express drama because that's apparently how you express drama with their arms. Oh, yeah. As a tall person with arms, mm-hmm. that, is, that is the move. <laughs> Paloma was giving you passion and emotion and even a little strip tease to reveal a sexy little undergarment with that bustle hip, which was... Ooh la la! Yeah, really cute. From that point on, the camera was very heavily focused on Paloma and the Grand Dame, which is what I expected. But once Paloma revealed that little heart and threw it to the judges, I knew she was going to win the lip sync. But I was prepared for a uh, Janie Jacquet moment where she won the lip sync, lost the season. Farida Kant won the lip sync, lost the season. I was ready for that. But then... Nikki heads backstage. She's joined by Miss Congeniality herself, Lips, present the crown and scepter. And by scepter, um, it's so tiny, you might as well just call it a um, bejeweled dildo. It's, it's um, just a stick. <laughs> yeah, crown, stunning. Crown and talking stick, mm-hmm. which a full circle moment for Paloma. Full circle. But Nikki reveals the winner of Drag Race France season one is not Le Grand Dame, it's Paloma. The way I screamed, I was had Gooped, gagged, editors got me. They got my gal. <laughs> they did. <laughs> I was shocked. We have not, ha- again, n- this is groundbreaking. We have never had an episode where they have basically given you the missteps, going to be their downfall. Negative critique, going to be your downfall. And that person win. Never has this happened like this. Right. The only thing I can think is that they were really trying to like drill home the like underdog moment for her. Right. But that just seems so weird of a thing to do in, in the finale. 
especially with Paloma, who kind of already had this like coming in from behind edit where she like was never like expected to be the best right but still did well a lot or it was a bit of a justification from the editors acknowledging yes she will make mistakes in this episode but it doesn't neglect what she did all season long that's that's fair yeah it's i also would like to think that maybe my message to nikki last week um, helped confirm this victory because I did tell her I wanted Paloma to win. Um, also, um, a thing that we all have to focus on is what happens on social media when they say which team you are on. Paloma was the favorite on Instagram. She had the most oh. likes. Um, not to the extent where um, like Jinx Monsoon was three times all of her competitors. She Paloma was um, almost two times the other two. Um, but it all worked in my fantasy. But I'm going to ask you the question. Did the right queen win? It's, it's, a, it's a soft yes from, from me. I think Paloma absolutely deserved it. I am happy she won. Personally, I was rooting for the Grand Dame. Mm-hmm. And, but, but also, like, I don't know, you look at the season, like, Paloma had two wins, like, Grand Dame had one. Paloma did a great job. She brought it in the challenges, on the runway. Like, I will always remind people it doesn't fucking matter how many wins you have anymore because Electrobionic won Drag Race Italia without a single win. Um, oh, I didn't watch Drag Race Italia. That's the one yeah. The one I didn't watch. She won zero maxi challenges. And she and won, won the season? entire season. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay, I guess it really doesn't matter how many wins you have. Um, so, you know, I was, I was rooting for the ground tom. I just like, but but Paloma definitely deserved it. I do think yeah. she deserved it, and I think the right queen won. Like I, I think she's a brilliant representation of what French drag is. She, she's I, the most French-looking person you could find. Literally, <laughs> literally, out of drag, she like I'm like that is what French people look like. <laughs> yeah, uh, Le Grand Dame would have been a great winner in the sense that if you want to talk about how fashion and drag can meet, she is your representation for that. Which also feels very French to like yes. to to be fashionable fashionable um but let's be honest just compare le grand dame to bimini bamboulash there's going to be on the runways they're going to do fashion they're going to be cover girls that's her journey this is what she's going to do i think le grand dame was not would not be doing what paloma will be doing and representing the franchise and showcasing drag um that is a really good point and i agree that that makes a lot of sense. You're you're right. I mean, and Le Grand Dame even says is like most of her work in drag is modeling. You know, yeah. like most of what she does to make her money in drag is is modeling and, and, and fashion. And, 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 and listen, Bim- Bimini is very much doing fine without having to go on all these little tours. Though I know there is some still drama with Bimini and the girls um, because her booking fee is um, astronomical now, um, and the girls are a little resentful about that. But. Oh, um, <laughs> that's another story. Never mind. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and I can see the Gondom being the same way, being like, I don't need to do drag drag anymore, but we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, I'll see you at DragCon. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's very exciting, very, very exciting. But I got some burning questions for you to wrap up this podcast. Okay, where does Paloma fall in the pantheon of first season international winners? Oh my God. Okay. So what we have Priyanka. We got Priyanka. 
Um, we have Carmen Ferrara. We Carmen have MV Peru. MV Peru, the Vivian. Um, the Vivian. Um, Ketamine. Keta. Yep. Um, and oh, drawing a blank for, for Thailand. Um, oh, and yeah. And, and Electrobionic from Electrobionic, Italia. I haven't, I haven't watched Italia. I think, I think Paloma is pretty high. Yeah, I, I'm not sure where I would place her. I feel like I'm, I, we need a little more time to be removed from it. She did not have a dominating season like um, Carmen or Envy did, where we knew from day one, like, okay, they're, this storyline's all about them. Like right. you've mentioned many times, Paloma was the underdog. Yeah, and I think I think it's also kind of hard because like a queen like Priyanka, like Paloma and Priyanka at the time yes. of their winnings, Paloma is way above Priyanka. But mm-hmm. Priyanka now, since winning, Priyanka has done so much. She's and, a superstar. Yeah, she's just out there doing the damn thing. So it's like, they're more, you know, I would put Priyanka above Paloma in this moment. Yeah. But I do see P- Paloma definitely having the potential to do a lot with this win. I agree. Um, yeah, I'm very, with, very excited for her. Similar with the Viv. I, like, I feel like when she won, I was like, okay. But especially after this most recent All-Star season, I'm like more impressed with her abilities as a drag queen. And I'm curious to see where she continues to go. The Vivian's a thief. That's all that she should be remembered for. She stole uh, a crown from Davina DeCampo. <laughs> but I'm not bitter at all. I just mentioned it almost every week on this podcast. Um, <laughs> my final question, though, is who will return for an All-Star season? From from, from France. Who, um, either All-Star or Averse the World, because I know now we have to start discussing Averse the World as the new format. We, yeah, we do, except for the fact that it seems like Canada versus World is going to be a weird-ass season, and then also we're currently getting international queens on the next regular All-Stars, rumor has it, so then, like, are they... All I'm going to say, again, is dual citizenship. Okay. That's how it's justified, I believe. Okay, okay. So it's not like we're just all of a sudden going to be having all these international queens pop up in the... In because the again, I, I believe rumor has it Cheryl Hole was considered for regular all-stars because she has dual citizenship. Interesting. That's, that's what I've been told rumor-wise, but we'll find out soon. We will but find who out. would you like okay. to see but come back? To see anyone come back? Who would I like to see or who do I think will come? Both. Both? Both? Okay, I mean, like, I would love to see La Grande Dame, but I don't think she would. Um, I think Lolita should end well. Mm-hmm. Um, I Same with Berta. I, I could see her coming back. I mean, even Ellipse. I could see Ellipse coming back. Um, I, I think Lolita is a shoe-in. If there isn't a Spanya versus the world, she is a shoe-in. Absolutely going to happen. Um, hell, if they're like, you know what, Lolita, you want to come to Mexico, be a, be a, a guest judge, I could see her doing that. Oh yeah, um, we could have Teresa for Spain. Exactly. I also, because of the amount of English she did speak on the season, I could see Soa putting herself ready for a, a um versus the world season. Uh, versus the world, yeah, yeah, that's true. She did. She was the one always saying some random thing. In English. Just like Janie J.K. Janie J.K. got in trouble for speaking English all the time on Drag Race Holland. I could see Soa doing the same thing. I can speak English. I can hold my own with the girls. So. And you know what? There are some fucking incredible performers I want to see her compete against. That is very fair. 
Queen Kong being one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think Queen Kong's winning. Spoiler, but we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, she's down under. I, I I also I see that. She's so good. Yeah, she's amazing. And we've what, had like two episodes. Three. We had three. Yesterday's episode was fun. Oh, I haven't watched yesterday's episode yet. That's why. That's fun. It's fun. It's a drag brunch episode. Um, which oh, I remember. I I feel like that's such a smart challenge like make the queens do things they actually do in real life right crazy well speaking of real life where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug oh i am everywhere um at the maxi padding t-h-e-m-a-x-i-p-a-double-d-i-n-g um when does when when does this episode come out it's coming out today Oh, today. Okay, well then, amazing. If you're listening to this before Tuesday, August 16th, then you should come to, um, I'm doing a show at the new bar in Hell's Kitchen, Verse. On Tuesday, I'm starting a new brunch in Hell's Kitchen that starts this Sunday, the 21st, and will hopefully be a bi-weekly thing. But any other time you want to see me, just check my Instagram. I'm always posting about it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being here and wrapping up the season with me. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed Drag Race France and I enjoyed recapping it with you. A giant thanks to Maxi for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block and that was Block Talk. 